My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. back to part three of our Chase Con exclusive. Thank you. We've got Paul here and we have another special guest. We have Tico Flores sitting with us. Tico, can you tell us a little bit about what Yeah, well, I'm with a group called Cosfight. And what Cosfight does is, is that we teach the average geek how to actually wield particular weapons. Uh, we have three of us, and we all come from uh, diverse backgrounds. Uh, I'm a fencing coach and a martial arts instructor. I also have to be a stuntman. So, uh, my guys are also a martial artist and fencing instructor. So, uh, Star Wars itself, the, the fight scenes are based upon the principles of fencing. Uh, Bob Anderson, who's a former UK Olympic fencer, did the first couple of Star Wars movies. And again, everything this lightsaber is based upon fencing. Now it's going more towards the Asian styles and everything else, but fencing is still fencing. So, you know, these two people just uh, actual proper manipulation of the weapon, uh, the types of strikes, certain techniques. We really make it very simple and fun for people. So this way, at least they have a, a basic understanding of, of what they're doing. So, uh, and it's just, it's just been a lot. We, you know, uh, we've gotten a great response from it. Uh, I mean, I know you have groups out there, you have all over the country, like uh, the uh, New York Lightsaber, then I think they have the George Lucas group, and they do stuff like that. And those guys are fantastic, but uh, again, in our instance, uh, we're fencing instructors, as again, in my instance, I'm a stunt person, so we, uh, a lot of us, we actually do this for a living, and not just on the weekends. And again, I'm not taking anything away from those guys. Some of those guys are absolutely incredible, but, you know, this is, this is, this is what we do. This is, yeah, this is your livelihood. This is, yeah, yeah you're immersed. Yeah. This is just my livelihood. I'm not doing this. I'm on some movie set sitting around waiting for 10 hours for them to, uh, to bring me out there and, and, and do what I do. So. Right. Uh, what kind of uh, stunts do you generally get called upon doing? Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, many moons ago when I was a young man, I could do all the crazy stuff. I'm, I'm just, it's just the basic hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat stuff. Uh, maybe a little sword play and, 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 and jump like that. Uh, it, it, it's funny, depending on the budget of the project or whatever. I did a, a show called El Capo. El Capo was actually the number one Spanish language uh, TV show in the world. It was loosely based on the life of a uh, Spanish drug dealer. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, at the Colombian um, Escobar. Oh, so, Pablo Escobar. Uh, exactly. And it was highly fictionalized. It, it was funny. It was also happened to be done by a Colombian production company. Nice. So. Uh, they came here to shoot an episode in New York. So they, they, they came and actually, it, it's funny because my agent set me down. And it, 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 it's the funniest thing because she had me reading for a line in English. I happen to be a Spanish. 
And so I got there, and the guy looked at me, he says, and he talked to me in Spanish, and I answered him in Spanish, he says, oh, I got a better part for you. And then, 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 then but Colombians and Puerto Ricans, it's kind of like Southerners and people from New York, we speak the same language, but it's a little. So he says to me, so, but, but how good is your Spanish? I said, I speak, I speak as well as J-Lo. And, but the J-Lo Spanish is not, it's not, it's not very good. That. So he thought that's hysterical, and he gave me the spot on, he gave me the job right there on the spot. <laughs> that's awesome. So, but the funny thing about it is, is, is that they've got a decent budget, but it's not like American TV where you really train and you work over a lot of that stuff. I've been fortunate enough to train with uh, Seafood James Liu. Uh, James Liu, uh, Big Show Down in Little China, Luke Cage, he's a fight coordinator. Uh, so, I mean, when you're training with him and guys like that, it's a completely different animal. But when you're working with some of these other operations, let's just say that safety is not necessarily paramount. So here I am up against with the, uh, the female star, and gorgeous young lady. So it was great, had a bunch of lines, and they're in Spanish, but basically, you know, I'm this drug dealer, and she's an undercover cop, I don't know it. And so I'm trying to entice her, you know, if I, you know, I give you what you want, you give me what, what, you know, what I want, that type of thing, and everything else. And then she basically says, well, you know what, the gist of it is this, it's like, well, you know, you should be happy that you would some crap like that. So I'm like, oh, you know, a lot of nerve, and I grab her. So I start to get ready to choke her out. She, she pulls out a fake knife, she stabs me in the leg, I fall down. So as I'm trying to get up, she's supposed to kick me in the face. Well, you know what happened. She actually kicked hits me in the face. Exactly. So, but I... Having my experience as a uki, martial arts term, which is basically when you're the, the dummy for your instructor and he's uh, explaining techniques, and he basically wipes the floor with you, all those years of training as a, as a, as a uki have contributed to the stunt work and everything else. So I took it, I, I literally rolled with it, and we did it on that tape, which yeah, is great. Right. And she drew no blood. Nice. So, so but little, little things like that. But again, you know, when you go up the food chain and stuff like that, Everything is, is really worked out, and there's a lot of safety and everything. Issues, everything taken into consideration. But it's it's, it's fun. Like everybody else, I like to be in a point where uh, I move up the, the food chain, and I'm in the man more and stuff like that. But you know, as with everything, nobody starts at the top of the chain. Well, un unless like your father owns the studio or something like that, <laughs> then you know you start wherever you want to. Yeah. Right. So, no, but it, 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 it's cool that I actually get a lot of commercial work. Uh, doing it, it, it's funny. I, I play basketball, and at this point in my life, I'm, I'm getting a lot of work playing the older guy in the scene that plays basketball. But it, it pays very well, uh, in, in commercials too. I, I actually just did a commercial, and I, I, have, I don't even know what it's for. I don't, I, 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 I don't, but it was a, a, a very nice piece of change. And the actual uh, saw the commercial was a uh, Dr. Jerry, Jerry Lee Punch is his name. But he, he's an ESPN analyst for basketball and um, uh, stock car racing. But what I, I didn't know, and he's the nicest guy, he was a quarterback at NC State back in, the, back in the 70s. I had no idea, but he's also a medical doctor. And he kind of gave it up to be a, a, a sports announcer, which actually the wife says getting getting more money. Right. But uh, they, they called me to this commercial because he wanted the older guy who could still play basketball. <laughs> but hey, hey, look. I will do Police Academy 52. I'm not like one of those guys, oh, I refuse to do that stuff because I'm Shakespearean trained. No, 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 no. You have to eat. 
right. and yeah. have to pay rent. I have no problem doing stuff like that. But it's about working. Well, I all you. I want to be is a working guy. I mean, especially if you're, you're able to get those jobs and keep the money rolling in and things like that. Well, that's the thing. You, yeah. want, to, you want to get on a roll. I mean, look, it, it, it's nice if you can pick up on a stunt team or something like that, but the great thing about it is, too, is if you go in and you're set to do a stunt scene, but then they give you a couple of lines with the lead character, then that opens up all the doors because now, oh, you can also act. So it's like everything else. I do a little bit. I'm the proverbial jack of all trades and master of none. I'll do act, I'll do commercial work, I'll do stunt work, I'll do modeling work, whatever it takes, because you don't know when that person's going to say, hey, that moron, that's the moron that I want, you. <laughs> so. I think my wife said that to me before we got married. <laughs> <laughs> you go, who, me? <laughs> and, and, you, and you've been together all these years, and you're still a moron. But you're the one, you're the moron that she wants. Yes. That's right. You're the moron. <laughs> the, Not the, a moron, the moron. The moron, exactly. Yeah, I got that the first time, guys, thanks. <laughs> but, 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 but it's done in such a loving way. It's like, it's, it's like the, what's the, what's the, the uh, a left-handed compliment? <laughs> she called me moron, but that's my girl. Right. <laughs> oh, so, uh... What do you have going on uh, in the future? Like anything you're excited about doing in the future? I'm excited about because Super Lou's going to be coming back from LA soon. We start training up again. Uh, I was in a scene for Luke Cage, but I worked alongside the stunt guys. I wasn't part of the actual stunt crew in the physical fight scene. But it, 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 it's great to see a fight scene develop from the ground up and all the particulars. You know, again, it's just movie magic because it's it's done so well nowadays. But it's really cool when they do it and the stunt people are so good that they're not using you know look I, I don't have a problem with the computer generated effects but it gets to the point where it gets a little crazy I'm old school I like to see the wire work I like to see the guy that literally even without wires gets thrown across the room and does the flip and stuff like that there are guys out there that that's what they do so uh but so I'm waiting for him to come back uh continue training with him hopefully get on board with him and some of the stuff that he does uh, and again, I'm auditioning here and there for all kinds of parts. I've got a couple of auditions uh, coming in, and you know, we'll, 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 we'll see where it goes. Fantastic. Yeah, um, you know, and I'm a bit more excited now. I remember when Luke Cage comes out, I'm going to go to my wife and be like, hey, I talked to a guy who worked on that. Let me yeah. tell you something. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know what, uh, let, me, let me temper my my praise for it because I mean Daredevil set the ball oh yeah and they've got incredible guys working Daredevil a lot of those guys have done, going on to the Deadpool and stuff like that I mean they're fantastic but let me just say Mike Coulter who, who portrays the, uh, the, the the main character is fantastic he's got the demeanor down he's got the look the whole nine yards the stunt crew that have been assembled for that these guys, a mix of guys, East Coast, West Coast, it's great, the dialogue's good, it's the action that you expect from a Marvel property, uh, I really think, it's going to give Daredevil a run for money, let me say that, okay. I don't know if it'll top it, because people, oh, it's not going to top Daredevil, hey, okay, you know, I, I understand, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be something special. I can't wait. Well, it's exciting, you, you've got to finish the, uh, 
season two or at least get a little farther in because Daredevil, they, yeah. they had a sequel to the hallway scene which I don't want to talk about if you haven't seen it. Oh, that's right. You're going to blow with a spoiler. And yeah. then also, too, you might have some fans out there that haven't gotten around to seeing all of it yet. You don't want to spoil it. Uh, we kind of have a policy of spoilers are allowed because you shouldn't be listening to our show. I got you. Oh, you're, you're, you're those guys. Yeah. Well, well, well if, it, if something just came out, we'll not talk about it for like a few weeks or, well, we, or whatever. Yeah. When uh, Force Awakens came out, we gave that a month before we had to even talk about it. Oh, yeah, so. but eventually we have to be able to talk about it. So. Yes. Well, that's you guys are the journalists. I mean, the, the, the reality of the matter is, is that if you knew that a break-in occurred in Watergate... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm dating myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, look. Uh, there's just... It's, 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 it's mind-boggling when... I don't know how old you guys are, but, I mean, stuff like this in my day did not exist. So the fact that you're doing the, the pods and, and the Comic-Con, the concept... I mean, well, I mean, I mean you, you guys are old enough to remember this. Like, Comic conventions were like in a little basement, a little one damper, or something like this. Yeah. What it's grown to. It, it, I mean, this is like a, a, a billion dollar market industry now. I mean, and when you look at the big Comic Cons, I mean, it's absolutely amazing what they do. I mean, they actually, in some of the smaller cities, I, I, I well, Minneapolis, St. Paul, you know, they've got a big Comic Con. You get more people coming to the Comic Con than actually live in the city at any given time. It, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling, but it, it's great. Because it's again, people pay heavy for nostalgia. I mean, folks like myself who've been been around, uh, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm 57 years old. Uh, I go back to you know 60s, 70s, and stuff like that. And even though I'm quote unquote in the business, barely, I get like I get like maybe one foot in the business. You know, yeah, yeah, like like a, a, a D a D D level celebrity. I think I'm like a, a Q level celebrity. I'm working my way up. I want, I, I want to be a G-level celebrity, but, you know, to go there and see somebody, oh, wow, you know, you, you Paul Michael Glazer, Starsky and Hutch, you know, uh, William Shatner, Star Trek, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's so cool, and this generation really doesn't know how big it is. Right, because it's, it's commonplace now to go to the big cons, and the entire cast of the Avengers is there. Yes. You know what I mean? It's true. So. Yeah. But you know what? But that's just smart marketing part of the studios. I mean, yeah. you know, you want to, you, you spent a hundred million dollars, which is, guys, isn't mind boggling to you? You spent a hundred million dollars on a, on a movie? It's more money than I think we'll make in our lives, for us two at least. Well, it's, yes. it's more than the gross national product of a lot of countries. Yes. You, you know, folks, Answer the Dragon was made for $800,000. And we didn't go there for the acting. But it was still a great movie, and it still holds up today. And I mean, I know you still have to pay the celebrities. Some of these guys get big money. But I mean, what's wrong with the, with a movie that's thirty million dollars, but it makes three hundred million or something like that? Why does everything have to be a hundred or even two hundred million? What's the movie last last couple years ago? I think spent almost two hundred million dollars for it, and it flopped. Uh, which one? Well, you're right. Yeah, yeah. because there are actually a couple of them. Yeah, there were. Uh, wasn't there a Disney in it? Was it Disney or one of the studios tried to start a new franchise? What am I thinking? Tomorrowland? Well, yeah, that's... That that's one did. I don't know if that was... Well, they had a big budget, too, and that yeah. didn't do it. I heard it was a great movie, though. I never saw it. Well, well, here it was a great movie. Obviously, a lot of people didn't hear it was a great movie because they didn't make any money. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely... Imagine what you could do with... Well, look, I'm not great at math. What's one... Percent of one percent of a uh, hundred million dollars is what a million dollars? Yeah. All right. How many movies, honestly, 
because you guys make the million dollars. And I mean, decent movies that would make money. You figure you, you can make at least three, three or four, and even have some decent actors in any other this five million dollars to do this movie. Hundred million dollars. And then now you're talking about a world, you're talking about a, a global market, which didn't exist years ago. Right. You know, and now we've got all these little deals now with China and everything else. You know, I find it amazing how they'll shoot certain scenes for a particular movie and they'll only air like in a country like in China. And they'll, and they'll do that because the, the uh, trade agreement states that we can't air this movie on, on, unless the content is such and such that the content has X amount of uh, content with, with Chinese actors and stuff like that. Then, so they're just trying just to subvert rules and stuff like that, so it, it'll air there. So just all the stuff that they're going through, and you're gonna say it's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, I find that I, I thought that was weird that they would actually insert, you know, scenes and things like that just to have it be shown in China. But if you look at what's happening now, what happens when our big movies get to China? They like double what they made already. I mean, they're, yeah. they're making a ton of money, so it's clearly a much bigger market than I think we realized. Because we don't, we don't never really think about you know the foreign box office as one one country being able to do as much as all the others combined. China's really proved that they have that kind of power. Guys, let's do a movie about three guys that do a movie for the Chinese audience, and then we bring it back here as an import. <laughs> I know and, exactly, and of course. It's, it's us trying to get all these Chinese actors, you know, to do the movie, and they're like, you know, who are you guys? Or, like, we go to one guy, like Donnie Yen, and, and, and the whole movie, he's like, he's speaking Chinese to us, and he's, and he's, and he's like, who are these idiots? Stuff like that. It'd be a comedy, but it's a whole effort to try and make this movie and everything else. So. I like it. Well, actually, the, co the concept, if you remember Mel Brooks' silent movie, and that was like, the concept of him going to all these stars to, to make this movie. And the punchline for the whole movie, I don't know if you remember, and, I, and these kids are there, what the hell is this old guy talking about? It's a, it's a, it's a great movie. There's only one line spoken in the whole movie is by Marcel Marcel, who's a great mind. And he says, no. And then, and then Mel Brooks says, and the guy goes to Mel Brooks and says, what did he say? He says, I don't know, I don't speak French. <laughs> so, it's, it's, just a, it's just a great one. I'm, I'm having a senior moment, kiddies. I know, I'm sorry. Forgive me, I'm, I'm already part of... You know those guys that that lit a part of AARP. I'm part of AARP, so I'm having a moment. So please, please bear with me while I just walk down memory. I'm sorry, I'm in a wheelchair now. While I'm being pushed down memory. Lane. <laughs> I actually did a commercial for AARP. Nice. I actually did. They brought me in, and it's called Generations. And they paired us up with with younger people. And the whole, whole thing was, what is old to you? So, and they're all, oh, old is this, 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 and that, whatever else. And so it's funny because the kid that I got paid himself, well, old is like 30-something, no, no, 40-something. And they paired up this kid with me. And so my demonstration was a martial arts situation. So I showed him basically the way to do a couple things to basically really hurt some people. And he's like, his jaw dropped. I said, well, I mean, buddy, I've been doing this for a long time. H has nothing to do with it. As a matter of fact, the guys that I train were even older than I am. They're even better than I am. So it's got nothing to do with age. But it was, it, was a, it was a great commercial. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I got paid a nice piece of change for it. So. If you know those guys, can you tell them to stop sending me stuff, please? Ah, uh, uh, hey, well, you know what? I look at it this way: the discounts. It's about the discounts. Because if somebody you can go to and get five, ten, fifteen percent off, and hey, you know what? You kind of like, hey, I'd be fine with it, but I'm not old enough to qualify for it. I don't know why they keep sending me stuff. You know what? I'm not young, but 
they start they start sending stuff to you when you're late 40s. I guess they're anticipating. Uh, well, I'm I'm not even at 40 yet, but I well, mean, then you know what, buddy? don't last that long. I mean, well, really. <laughs> Well, then you need to write them, man. I mean, because, I mean, you're way too young to be getting them. I started getting mine, though, when I was about, I think when I turned 50. Or, or right before that, he started sending in my stuff. Uh, so. No, I'm 39. I'll be 40 this year. I've been getting stuff from them for uh, a couple of years now. I think ever since we moved into the, the new house, my wife and I bought a new house. Oh, well, they figure if you're old enough to buy a house. Right. I'm just like, you know, I don't have a problem with this. You know, my mother-in-law is part of ARP. I mean, I'm not one of those people like, oh, I'll never need that. I'm just like, dude, I can't use this. Right. right. What am I supposed to do with it? Well, but, uh, well, but you know what, though? If, if Technically, if they gave it to you, I mean, who are you to deny yourself of that discount? Um, integrity. I, I couldn't do it. I feel like I'd be uh, hurting the system. It's not my time. <laughs> it's not my time. No, it's not my time. No, no, stop. Stop pulling it's me in. It's somebody else's turn right now to get those discounts. It would be wrong of me to take See, I usually use it's not my time when my car's screeching towards a wall. <laughs> oh, 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 I said that the first time I was getting ready to get married. No, it's not my time. And I'm still single to this day. Oh, man. <laughs> see, that's one thing that, 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 I, I, that you guys have, are, are you married also? I am. Well, see, that's one thing that you guys have done I have not done yet. So, and at the rate I'm going, I, I don't know that I will. Life is life is funny. I thought I'd have the, you know, the wife, the kids, that the house, you know, and the, the, the two car garage and stuff like that. But didn't quite work out. But but quite frankly, I actually didn't get into this business till I was 54. Uh, I've done radio work. I've been a teacher. Uh, I've been a puppet, a poker, a pirate, a poet, a quarter. That's Frank Sinatra, the selling the ball. That's life. I know. But you know what? Ask your great grandmother. And she'll tell you about it. They're saying, what the hell is this guy saying about? But yeah, I've done all these things. And then uh, I said, you know what? This is what I've always wanted to do. I was actually in a conversation with uh, some actors. They were on the set of Madam Secretary. And the young lady looked at me and said, what are you waiting for? And that light went yeah. off. And I said, you know what? Yeah, what am I waiting for? And when all this is for an agent, and, you know, there I am. So you're never... Today's lessons, children, is that you're never too old to do anything, including some things that I can't talk about on this on this big podcast. But I think my friends know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I, I think sometimes you do get too old for some things. We were uh, we rolled in last night and we took a walk were, up the street. You were going to completely throw me under the bus right now, aren't you? No, no, I'll be oh. nice. I'll say it was both of us. So we get, we get, we get in about uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, actually, so it wasn't last night. It was today. But yeah. anyway, get to our hotel. Decided to walk, take a walk down to the convention center. I wanted to see how far away it was. And all sure. And uh, on the way back, we're walking down the street. We hit uh, Caroline, Carolina Street. Caroline I guess street. that's where all the activity is, where, where all the bars are and everything. And you were going to walk down. We'll check it out. We get there. A wall of, of young people, as I call them now, because I'm no longer one of them. Across the street, we start to take a few steps down the sidewalk, and Paul and I look at each other. I forget what you said, but I think you said hotel, and I think I said, yeah, we're all. And yeah. we're like, just no, no, don't, yeah. That sudden realization that uh, 
Yeah, I'm no longer part of that. Uh, I've been there, done that. Yeah. So, so you can't be too old for some things. Or no, you no. should be too old because we didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. We yeah. Uh, oh, that. Yeah. I got you. No, I, I, I got you. It, yeah. it, it's true. It, it, it's kind of great. It's, it's. You know your place. You know your place. But you know, it, it, it is cool though that you guys are doing something where the youngins can relate to to what you're doing and. And, 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 and come in and, and toss back and exchange stuff with you. I mean, because uh, uh, again, with what you guys are doing, there's just not just the group of guys who are your age that are into it, but you got the younger kids coming up who are just like completely into all this stuff. And you know, the the, it, the geeks. Now, I, I will say this though: you guys look like you could back in the days you could handle your business. You didn't look like the geeky guys that got kicked on. You look like you guys were like. Uh, you know what, if you put your hands on me again, I'm going to break your face. <laughs> but there there are a lot of guys, let's face it, back in the days that maybe even you guys too used to smack around a little bit. Now they're running the world. Yeah. Right. Say it. Say your line. The geek shall inherit the earth. Yeah. The geek shall with the, 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 there you go. The geek shall inherit the earth. And the, the, this is what happens. No, but it's so cool. And what you guys are doing is, is, is just fantastic. So uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Anytime I get a, as you can see, I... I'll just talk mindlessly. That's, hey, we, we need to fill space, so we're good with mindless yeah. talk. That's oh, usually what it. we do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how we roll. That's the format of the show. <laughs> Turn the mics on and just babble. <laughs> there you go. Well, it has been fantastic talking to you. Thank you again. Uh, hey, I hope that we can sit down and talk with you another time. Do you, no, do the, do you go to a lot of uh, conventions? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm, you know, spending my time auditioning and stuff like that. You know, my my goal is actually one day, I mean, other than Chase Con, they've been very gracious to me, is to have some of the bigger cons come to me and say, hey, yeah, you, didn't you do so-and-so? Yeah, we, we'd like you to come and be a guest at, you know, at, at big, gigantic, humongous, bigger than our britches con. I mean, because you've, you've got a gazillion cons, but oh, yeah. it would be very nice to get to that point. But there is one thing I would not stop going to the smaller cons because the fans, the fan base is everywhere, and I, I really do wish that some of the bigger fans, I mean, uh, pardon me, that the uh, more established stars would go to some of the smaller cons because you know what? You're going to make money. Right. You're going to make money because the people are there, and if you come, they will come, and they'll come from all over. Not everybody here can get down to New York, and some just don't want the hassle. Right. You know. So I say if you're with an earshot of what I'm saying, all you big guys, and you know who you are, and some of them, I won't mention them, I've actually had the pleasure of working with. Some of these cons are fantastic. They treat you well. The fan base is here. You come down. If I ever get to that next level, hey, wait. If I'm elected, I promise to come to all the little cons. Oh, I can see it. Six years from now, we're going to talk about how Tico Flores refuses to come to Chase Con. Because <laughs> it's too, he's too important He's got for it too big for I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll walk by and say, are you guys right. I'm on my way to Shaka Khan Genghis Khan and Kubla Khan they're like what what is going you at hey I'm okay with making our audience do research yeah let yeah, them so figure it out I was a teacher for for many years so uh, I, I, I joke a lot of things but one of the things that I do in my human I throw stuff like my, I throw things of that that's actual historical content that I know will go over their head but it's kind of daring them if you didn't get the punchline, you need to go find out so you couldn't share in the lab. Yeah, so. I, don't know. I think 
I think our audience audience might actually get some. I hope so. I, I have faith in them. So now that it's on them now, they have yeah. to own up to that now. Oh, now you guys are standards now. Well, no, listen to these guys. They just raised their standards. Damn. Right. Yeah. Just half the audience just turned the iPods off. Oh, uh, that's real messed up. You know what? You somebody who doesn't have a GED because they can't spell GED. That's really wrong. <laughs> guys, thanks so much, and uh, we'll hope to do it again one day. Definitely. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks for having.